What's up and welcome back to another episode of the Fortman Podcast where I'm continuing talking to some of my best friends that I have that I do life with and today I have my best friend from here. Last week I had Parker who I've uh, you know, went to college with and did life with but now for the last two years this has been my friend Luke and uh, Luke welcome to the podcast. Yeah man I'm excited it's it's a uh, it's an honor to be here and uh, this is all new for me so uh, yeah. this would be cool. Cool. Well, if you can't, uh, if you're listening, well, obviously you're listening because that's how you'd be hearing the podcast. So that was kind of dumb to say. Um, but if you just heard Luke talk, then obviously you uh, you know that he is from somewhere in the South because he is super country. And uh, I just, <laughs> what, what what did our friend say a few weeks ago that he wants you to like send him a voice recording just so he yeah. can hear your voice? Yeah, it's like, hey man, can you uh, can you send me a voice recording? I want to play this for all the people that are around me or so- something like for, I don't know if it was for girls. I don't know yeah. what else. Like, ah, well. <laughs> maybe, maybe you could be a, uh, yeah. what's, what's, what's the, like, the, usually, like, you maybe could be a narrator. Yeah, see, of like I always a movie get or these looks about like, like, cause I don't hear it. Obviously, I don't hear my accent, and like, I get these cross-eyed looks. Like last night, and I'm like, uh, "Do I sound different?" It's like, uh, and they start laughing. And so, anyways, it's just kind of no. You're just it. super country. But, yeah. but Luke is a husband, father, a former collegiate first baseman, and uh, just one of my best friends. And uh, super happy just to sit down and talk with him about uh, his journey with baseball and sports as well as uh faith and growing up going to a christian school and and all those different things so i'll uh i I let parker share the story last week of how we met so i'll let you do the honors this week of telling the story of how we met so yeah so we uh it started on a phone call really so it's kind of a a funny conversation here so it was on a wednesday and uh so our wives had started this bible study and they're like hey it'd be a good idea if like the husbands would too you know and so uh so uh, Elise was like, hey, call Christian. So I called him. It's like, hey, man, it was because we have a Bible study on Wednesday. I was like, hey, I'm not going to be able to make it. And he was like just real short. It's like, ah, whatever. I, so I got off the phone. I don't, I, <laughs> I don't remember being short at all. And uh, I told Elise, like, man, I don't know about this guy. And uh, and so he had this funny story about me. He's like, man, he, well, these, he expected me some country boy. Yeah, I expect my, like, my like a camo in. with like – like straw out of his mouth, like just super like <laughs> straw hat guy. Yeah, just like uh, yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm not trying to roast you, but just yeah, like no, I like it. So, so that whole deal, I was like, man, I don't know. And so our conversation ended, and then I was like, you know, let's go study the word. We'll ju- we'll just fill it out. So, but then the next week you came, we met. I was like, oh, he's actually not like you know, like a bad looking dude that <laughs> I just was kind of picturing in my mind, like a hillbilly. Um, but remember, the, but then it was the next Saturday we went, we went and worked that yeah, together. We went, yeah, we went and lifted. That was kind of our no, we, first. No, we did not lift. It was me, you, and another guy, and we did stadiums. Well, Dude, yeah, we what? worked out. Why did we? Worked we out. We've never done stadiums again. Do you know no, that? I don't, yeah, it was, I don't know why. We didn't know, have anything to do. We didn't have our weighted ball or yeah. we didn't have none of that. We didn't have anything. But, um, but I'm saying the guy who joined us never, and then it. Yeah, we just kind of, it was our deal. We started doing every Saturday, yeah. and it was pretty much it, like, it turned into an account- accountability deal, I'd say, and just like it was a time for us on a Saturday morning just to talk about what was going on in life in our week. Oh yeah, we'd go vent uh, about the dumbest stuff and and lift some weights in between there. So it was so our our conversation at the beginning was a lot different than what I thought for my expectations to where we are now to be brothers and yeah. uh, have this relationship that. I don't think both of us were like, man, this would yeah. turn into where it's at today. So yeah. it's really cool. But we've had we've we've had like the most versatile Saturday workouts from like stadiums to then like truck pulls, sled yeah. pushes, actually lifting weights, running. Um, but yeah, I mean, 
I really do think that those Saturdays for me have just been super helpful. Just from, just from the stance of like, yeah, just going to lift weights, but also talk about, yeah, things we're struggling with, things that uh, maybe our wives that have been doing that have been irritating us. Mm-hmm. Um, and also just as men, like how to navigate, you know, fatherhood and how to be a good yeah. husband and yeah. and just such a such a dark world, you know. Because um, I, mean, I do think that when you pair good accountability also with doing something like fitness, it's it's super mm-hmm. healthy, and I've yeah. I've seen the benefits of that, and I know that you have as yeah, well. Yeah, and I think that's that's for me, like because you know obviously the verse that kind of this is built off of is like you know of physical value of some value, but godliness is of much more. And so I think when we mesh that together, because we're out there, you know whatever we're doing, sled pushes or stadiums or lifting weights, like you doing your your uh, sub five mile five hundred pound squat, like there's a lot of pain going into that, but also like. In our conversations, we talked about things that were not easy to talk about, especially like yeah. early in our relationship. And that's where I think our growth began because of saying, hey, like, man, I struggle with if it's lust or pornography. It's like, man, I'm, me and Elise are just not getting along right now. Like, let's, let's talk about this, you know? And so, yeah, uh, I think it's been good for, cause you would sometimes come to me first and say, hey, like, I'm struggling with this. And then it would open me up to be more, say, hey, man, like, this guy's struggling with the same thing I am. And so it, it's, it's one of those deals that, you know, I praise God that the timing of everything, but just having somebody to know yeah. that you're not going to go tell everybody what I, we talk about, you know. And so there's, I think John, James five seventeen talks about confessing to a brother because there's there's a there's power in the prayer of a righteous man. So y'all were praying for us to a lot of other things that we may talk about later, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So growing up, so obviously I had to talk about you know you went on to play baseball in college. Growing up, because you also played you know, football in high school as well as baseball and stuff. What was your relationship with sports and fitness growing up to where, how is it kind of, how has your relationship kind of grown to where you're at now with yeah, just being in shape and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, so just like early on at OCS, like you started weights pretty early. And so like being a you know country boy or whatever, uh-huh. like I grew up like working cows and like always outside doing things like, I guess you'd say just with your hands and so, but I started lifting weights while I was not very good at it. And like, I wasn't very strong per se, like pushing weight around, but I was like strong on the field type deal. So it's kind of this weird, but it was frustrating because all these guys were like doing more back, like lifting heavier weights. And, but I was a bigger guy and I was like, man, why am I not there yet? And so, uh, so to start out, it was pretty frustrating, but just kind of growing up, dad's mentality for me is like, if you're you be the best you can be and you're going to outwork anybody in the room and so which turned into a identity crisis and we'll probably get into that later of like that whole mentality like it become a selfish desire that i had to prove everybody like if you may be a better athlete on the field but you're not going to outwork me at it so i'll beat you at that you know and so yeah that kind of transitioned into the, like lifting weights and uh like it not it didn't become like it was like this selfish desire I had to prove everybody like I want to get there and I'm going to outwork you and do more work than you and so it, it become uh, this desire that I had that turned into like this identity and I was finding my what I thought finding my identity in Christ like going to a Christian school and you know doing all the right things dotting the eyes crossing the t's but inside man like Satan had started like building this deception of like. Yeah, you're 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 saying prayers like over the football team, and you're reading scripture on you know Bible study or whatever. But you have this such a this longing for pride because of 
where you're at with your strength and stuff. And so, yeah, that man, getting into high school, that, uh, I was still not progressing, but I somehow managed to start on the varsity team. I, I don't even know how really, uh, cause I was tall, skinny and not very strong. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So yeah, that, that was a big part. Uh, I would say like transitioning from middle school to high school because, um, I always wanted, obviously wanted to start as a freshman, but, uh, you know, it was just one of those days I just kept working hard and I I proved like, hey, I, I'm going to outwork you and I know my stuff and I may be the strongest, but hey, I'm – and so that's kind of how it worked out. And uh, I really didn't start gaining any strength until I got into college. So it was, yeah. it was a kind of a battle that I dealt did, with. Did that same mentality continue on in the college? Yeah, and so, that, so that's kind of how I got into the collegiate baseball side because I – I really didn't care for baseball as much in high school, which is weird how it all worked out. I'd fell in love with high school football and uh but through high school football I ended up, you know, blowing my knee out my senior year and missing my senior year or part of my senior year of football and uh so then that just threw baseball season out for senior year. And so it become another identity deal. It's like, man, mm-hmm. I like nobody ever comes back in six months and goes on to play college baseball that that same year. And so I just started developing this mindset of like I'm going to outwork. I'm going to push as hard as I can, like to come back as soon as I can, so I can at least try out, you know, to yeah. to go play. And so, so yeah, it, it definitely, it was a beast that was created at a young age that just continued to grow, uh, not always for the for the best. Yeah. Know, so yeah, and you were also at a state champion in baseball and football. Yeah, yeah. So that man, we we just had a special group of guys and our coaches. Man, they love jesus and we're really good at coaching too and we just had a special group come through just that the timing of it was awesome and yeah so we went on to win i think two or three state championships and football baseball and so we had a lot of success and so uh that momentum of so like kind of pride started creeping in right especially in a small school like everybody knows who you are and like if you're successful people hear about you and start talking about you and statistics start coming up and uh, and so, like, for me, like, I was a real quiet kid. Like, I didn't say much in high school. I was very insecure, and so I just kind of kept to myself. But inside, I was I was more prideful than I put out to people, you know. And so mm-hmm. – uh, and that kind of just kept carrying on into college, and that's kind of where I started realizing, like, man, I, I didn't realize how prideful I was, you know. And I think that had to do with, like, the spiritual maturity, but also just kind of that mindset that I was raised to, like – just outwork everybody and yeah. you know so yeah now what, what at what point do you feel like you kind of overcame that like the just the pride of of that because I, I know now like you know with your work schedule it's crazy so if, if you don't get a workout into the day it, it's not the end of the world to you mm-hmm. whereas maybe six years ago that would have been yeah you know, yeah how, how have you kind of gotten to a point where you're you're more content with kind of where you're at and you've lessened the pride so to speak And so, like, when I started, you know, getting stronger and, like, it started, and you kind of alluded on this with uh, on one of your podcasts about yourself, like, I started seeing change physically. And so, mm-hmm. it's like, I started working out for physical appearance, not yeah. so for, uh, not for, like, performance. And uh, Clink said that on here, and I, that really stuck with, we were actually talking about yeah. that when we were coming back from New Orleans. And, like, man, so, in college, I started, because... When I started, you know, freshman year or whatever, playing ball and just – it just didn't work out. I tore my hamstring in half and 
uh, and I just started coming to wits in. Like now I'm the guy that I've got to try back out for the team, right? And everybody knows if you're a baseball player on campus, right? So like you start getting asked asked the questions like, oh man, why are you working out in the lamb right now? Why are you not with a baseball team? And so I started questioning. I was like, man, what like where is my identity at? Because it's starting what people have known me as are starting to get, you know, things are getting taken away. And so that that moment from freshman year to sophomore year, uh, when I had to have these conversations with our coaches and just pretty much saying like I'm not I'm not there. Um, I'm not your guy because it was between me and another guy and I had to just be as honest as I could and said, man, like with my health and stuff, like, you know, pro- selfishly I could have said, Hey, like I will continue to work hard and like get there. Yeah. And I, I'm I'm your guy, you know. And so I had to sit there in, in the chair in the meeting and say, Hey, I'm not he's your guy. Like, you know, as I think I'm as athletic and but it's just it was and it was a tough deal because I had to it was a lot of pride in that, right? And um and so I think in that moment I started realizing who my true identity was in. And so for a long time I was in my in myself and like my performance and how I worked and the things that I did. So uh, that was a big turning moment for me in college and my faith and like the true, true identity of what following Jesus looks like. And uh, so, yeah. yeah, that was, yeah. Really yeah. Well, we'll kind of shift to this. Cause I know that, you know, you talked about finding your identity in sports and fitness as well, but you know, you went to a Christian school, I went to a public school. We did not have uh, mm-hmm. most Christ-like awards. That was not something that we did. If yeah. you got most Christ-like, you probably would have been made fun of. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but y'all were big on, you know, most Christ-like awards. Mm-hmm. So talk about, you know, because you won that a lot. So talk about kind of your relationship with that and how you've, um, you know, maybe strived for that out of like mm-hmm. a, you know, religious mindset yeah, rather than, you know, just... A love for Jesus. What yeah, kind of yeah, and I, man, yeah, that was definitely you know, and I, I definitely know like I was following following Jesus. Yeah, but I think at my level of maturity, man, I didn't really even know what that truly looked like, and so like I knew the things to do or to say, like to act right or to say the right things or not act up in class or, but it was for like my selfish desires of like just I know the right things to do and I'm doing them just because that's kind of living by the law type deal instead yeah. of. Uh, truly what Jesus has come and done for us. And so, like, when those things start, you know, you get voted for most Christ-like and stuff, it's like, ah, it's cool. But, like, you know, your peers are voting on that, so it's like, oh, man, they see me as a guy that don't ever mess up. And so, like, I was held at the standard of, like, he's the the perfect kid that doesn't screw up. Nobody ever sees him mess up. He don't say anything wrong. He doesn't hardly mess up like on the field. Like, and so it become that become a burden because then if I did fail, like everybody knew, you know, like if I did say something wrong or if I made, you know, said a word I shouldn't have said or, you know, or messed up in the classroom or whatever it may be. And so it was, uh, so I started realizing it's like, man, like it, I'm holding this standard on myself for my own desires and not for the desires to further the kingdom. And so, uh, so yeah, it was, it was tough carrying that, uh, that around because you having that title for say is, uh, it was, it become a more of a battle than just appreciation of what Jesus had done in my life. And so, so yeah, it was, it was, yeah. it was pretty tough. Yeah. Do you feel like kind of, <clears throat> Like with all the baseball stuff, like you said, going from high school to college and kind of, you know, tearing your hamstring, then kind of needing to wean off the baseball side and kind of dealing with your pride in the weight room. Do you feel like 
like your faith was made stronger as well as your identity mm. in Jesus, but also like finding, you know, not putting your whole identity in, in fitness as well. You, was there kind of like a moment where like, like the physical stuff shifted and the spiritual stuff shifted kind of like mm -hmm. around the same time? Yeah, I, I would definitely would say that. And it was actually that transition time, probably when Elise and I were, uh, had met, got engaged and got married really when I started truly because it did it bother me like if I missed a workout like I was like man like um I just if I miss especially like you, this whole mindset I've heard like uh if you miss one don't miss two type yeah. deal and yeah. so man if I miss more than one it just started really eating on me and so I would come home and I would not be like I'd be upset and then it would roll over into Elise and I would get mad at her like easily and she would say something to me like you know why are you why are you upset and like i said because i'm not at the gym right? like i need to be at the gym working out and so like it just it carried over and then we would argue about something that didn't need to be argued over but it was because yeah. i had this desire that i thought was more important than coming home to her and being the husband that like i'm, I'm supposed to be and called to be and as christ called us you know to love her and so like i had this this turning point through that transition period of like man, like my priorities are just way out of whack right now, you know? Yeah. And so, um, so as, as we started working through that together, cause she knew like I loved lifting, but it become like my priorities of, of Jesus, her lifting were, were not in the right order. Right. And, and hunt, like throw hunting in there in the mix. Like it just become, I had hunting fitness, Jesus kind of mixed in there yeah. pieces and then Elise, you know? And so that, that, uh, that definitely was a uh, moment of like, man, I've got got to get these these things turned around because it was affecting our relationship. My relationship with Jesus was not where it needed to be, especially as being a husband. And um, so, yeah. yeah, that that area, that time was probably where it really yeah. meshed together. Yeah. So, so yeah, it was. They definitely were coincide together when like my faith and these priorities. So us to kind of change through those sufferings of blowing my knee out and hamstring tearing and and just praise God like I you know looking back on it's like you know I met some really great people playing baseball and mm -hmm. like some guys that were my wedding so it was definitely the the perfect plan but at the moment you know obviously it didn't seem that way and so yeah yeah so you so you finish college you get married um and then you start working for a you know, uh, I guess like a rice milk company. Kind of, yeah. kind of explain what what your first job post college yeah. was. Yeah. So Elise and I, we got married young, and so um, she was twenty, and I was twenty two. So she was still in school, and um, and so I, I was in ag, I graduated in ag business, and so wanted to do something in the ag world, and uh, I had a couple of com companies like we had offered me a couple of jobs, and uh, we were praying about it, like what what's best, and and so we literally we got married June tenth. I started the job June fifth. You got married June tenth. Yeah, June. That's 10th. awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, so anyways, I had five days in there to figure out because I was like, man, I I had to provide for my family, and so it's yeah. like started this job full time June fifth. Married June tenth. Went on our honeymoon. Came back and we hit the ground running. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I worked in the the rice industry, and so I I run several facilities and pretty much from logistics to uh, milling rice to taking care of rice pretty much just babysitting rice and and so it uh <laughs> so, you know rice. me not knowing any different like i just i needed a job and um yeah. i felt like the lord was leading me to this company and um and it was weird because another company offered me more money but 
I just felt like that's where I needed to be. And so, uh, so yeah, it was, uh, Elise and I, we lived in a house probably smaller in this room, uh, when we started out. So we was like, man, whatever, it's, this is where I think we're going. And, uh, so yeah, I started doing that. It was, it was a job that inquired a, uh, a lot of hours, a lot of hours. Um, man, I, I was at work at six thirty, and, you know, a, a short week was like 60 hour week, long weeks were like 90 hour weeks. And so, um, and that was man, like, you know, with us being young and stuff too, you know, just trying to figure out this whole married life and how it works. And, Man, it was tough, and we tell people this, both of us, like, man, we did, we slept together is all we did for those first couple of years of me working. And so, uh, man, and I just come, I become numb to this is just what I was supposed to do, right? And so yeah. uh, I'd get up before dark, and I'd usually get home after dark, you know, and so so we had we had a lot of tension like she was she her like love language is just time right spending mm -hmm. time with her quality time and uh so self like me being selfish again it's like man this is i'm working i'm providing like this is what i'm supposed to be doing you know and so um so i would say a year into that just just doing the same thing every day right and uh so you know and we've kind of talked about this is like man when you get married, you think the desires of your flesh of like, you know, cause we've talked about struggling, me struggling with lust and all the, all the things that we've us men struggle with, but lust in particular. And so, uh, you know, it's like get married and all that stuff goes away. Well, it's like, man, Satan takes that and just exemplifies it to another level. Yeah, right. Sure. And so like us not being together much, he just started taking that man and just using that. It's like, ah, oh, man, you're not, you're not really doing anything wrong, but you're, you're looking at this girl inappropriately or you had these desires of your your heart like towards a, another woman or whatever it may be and and so man that, those first couple of years and obviously you know you know how your our wives know us man so well and yeah. so they know when some you're dealing with something uh and so uh so yeah just doing that going through that together and we had we had to have tough conversations about like say hey here's where i'm at like i'm i am not being the husband that I'm supposed to be, I am struggling with lust really bad. And like, just, you know, these hard conversations that you just do not want to have to have. Right. Yeah. But I knew it's like, Hey, I've, she's got to know, I know she probably already knows, you know? And so, and it was like th that pride deal again, it's like, man, like, it's yeah. okay. Like, you know, I'm not, I'm not cheating on her. I'm not, you know, doing, but that's what I was telling myself. And that's what mm -hmm. Satan, but like we read scripture and it says like, when we just, look lustfully upon a woman we've committed adultery and so it's like i know all the things right but like satan's just pitching these things in my ear it's like hey like you're you're good and like yeah you, she doesn't know it's okay <clears throat> she doesn't need to know and uh so man like a time work and not ever seeing each other and uh really was like a pivotal time in our marriage like hey like when we when we committed to each other like we committed and so uh and th praise God, man, she loves Jesus so much. And so she just had open arms. And, like, that moment of uh, that conversation we had of, like, it just broke me to just broke my heart knowing that. Because, you know, women, and that's just like a heartbreaking deal, you know. And so, man, I just remember crying just kn kn like knowing I broke her heart. And so uh, I, I we get emotional about it, but uh, – I'm not supposed to do this on the podcast. Hey, yeah, you uh, do it on the podcast. Uh, 
but I just remember like that reminder of like that conversation. It's like I, yeah. I can't ever get back to that mindset, you know, because of like I was making excuses of work and like yeah. us not got, getting to be together. And so, uh, but man, she just looked at me and said, like, I love you for who you are. And I know that like yeah. you're going to struggle. But that's why I need to know, you know, she was like, I need to know these things so I can pray for you. And so yeah. uh, at that moment, I was like, man, like, you know, just that burden was let let off. And so, you know, just having her just to like love me, knowing yeah. that hey, I'm struggling with like the lust, lustly desires. And, you know, and so, man, that was just praise God that she was there just to love on me through that time. And uh, our relationship just grown from that just be, that honesty and so um so yeah so moving through that we um uh, thank so when you so when you were doing that when did she start teaching uh a year after so year after that. Uh, yeah a year, a year of me working she was finishing school studying she was also like she, she would go to the library she was at the yeah. library late at night and i'd be at home by myself and so it was just a lot of things you know and that's the the life that we chose we wanted to get married you know yeah. young and um, and so, yeah, we, we learned a lot and, you know, we're very grateful we did. Yeah, it was, it was definitely tough, you know? And so, uh, and I think that's one thing we've talked about is like, we don't want to ever come out cross, like we've got it all together because yeah. we're really good. And like just humans are really good at putting on, you know, that we've got it all together because we have a successful business or we look good if we're a good looking couple, just because we have a beautiful family and like we have it all together, you know? Yeah. And so we've kind of made that it's like man we like we don't need to put like we don't have it together right but yeah. praise god that every day his grace is sufficient for the things that we do wrong and so yeah um, so do you feel like leaving that plus at least starting to work <clears throat> like do you think that made your relationship like your marriage stronger as well as like your relationship with god going from maybe working less hours being home mm -hmm. more frequently mm -hmm. and just spending more time together like what like kind of going from working, you know, the job you're working to what you're doing now, how do you feel like that impacted your marriage as well as your faith? Yeah. And that, that kind of, um, I don't know. It's, I, it's funny. I told my dad I'd never go to work for him. Yeah. And, you know, he it's like never say never type deal. And uh, I knew that something needed to change. And I knew because where I worked, like people, the people were great to me and took care of me. Uh, but I knew like raising a family, like I knew this is not the way that I wanted to continue living life and uh, just wasn't what I thought was best for me and our family. And so, um, you know, dad, my dad was about ready to get rid of his business because he was kind of burnt out. And so just God's time and again, just it's like it just put a stern on my heart that I needed to go to go back to start working for him because I had worked for him my whole life. And yeah. uh, we didn't have the greatest relationship growing up because it was that whole uh mindset of just like con all i did was worked and uh, yeah and so uh so anyway so yeah man like, he has been great to to work for and work with and like it's allowed me to do things like this today right like i wouldn't typically i wouldn't get to go do something like this you know like where yeah. i was working and at least and i have time on the weekends now like when i wasn't doing that other job like Four to six months out of the year, I was working every Saturday and Sunday. So then I was not able to go, ever go to church. Like I wasn't plugged yeah. in with our church. And so, and you know, she was singing every Sunday and she was doing all that by herself. And so, so yeah, it played a big part, man, just by us just, just by being that, available. That yeah. yeah, being available to her because that was her love language. And so I noticed like 
our love languages are totally different. You know, mine's more like touch and physical needs and type stuff like that. And she's more just like, hey, I want you to sit on the couch with me and watch yeah, TV. It's quality time. And as you, well as you know, like my body, I just do not like hardly sitting still. Like I stay, stay moving, doing yeah. something. And so I've truly had to train myself to like be okay with relaxing and hanging out and like being still, yeah. you know. And she is great at that, like just being still. And you just so, need to get like a one of those like lazy boy massage chairs. Yeah, no, no. Hey, like her aunt and uncle has one, man, and that dude is a beast. I guarantee I it. Yeah, that. See, that would. Yeah. I feel like that, that would, would help us marriage so yeah, much. Yeah, it would. It slow me down. Yeah, because every time we go over there, you dude, just go sit in that massage yeah. chair. Yeah, maybe we should uh, tell yeah. Louise that'd be a yeah, good Yeah, you, you should look at that investment. <laughs> so, so, yeah, but it, man, that, that had really was a changing point in our marriage, just having that time for, yeah. Uh, and for me, like changing priorities and not knowing, like, work is not all I have to do to provide for her, right? And, like, there's other yeah. needs that God tells us, like, you know, to love her as Christ loved the church. And so, like, that looks like dying for her because obviously we know Christ died for us. And, like, having that mentality of, I may have to die to things that I may want to do as far as so I have to put those aside to meet her needs, you know? And so just through maturity, cause you know, that's, that's tough at times. Cause there's yeah. times that I may want to go lift or I may want to go work or uh, go hunt or something. It's like, man, I usually, the spirit's like, Hey, you need to be home. You, know, yeah. you need to be still and you just need to spend, spend time with her cause she needs it, you know? And yeah. so, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm definitely not, uh, yeah. perfect at it yet, yeah. but I'm, I'm working, working yeah, that way. For sure. For sure. Well, I want to ask you, cause you're the most, like out of all, like all my friends, you're definitely one of the most like servant hearted people that I know. Where do you feel like that comes from? And do you feel like, <clears throat> cause I know for me, things that I can struggle with, it's like, it's, it's, it's always, it's easy to serve other people mm-hmm. within like your family, mm-hmm. like, it, it can be difficult at times where you feel like, well, you've been doing, you know, I've been doing this a lot. You feel like you've been doing as much. So like, you know, you kind of want to like up the ante and like have them doing more stuff. So how do you, like, do you feel like, do you ever see that riff kind of with, with stuff with the leads and with your daughter, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about in a second, but like, where does that heart to just serve people yeah. come from? And do you ever feel like, <clears throat> like it's easier to serve other people than to serve your own family? Yeah. I, yeah, I think definitely not, you know, I really just through studying God's word, I'm really trying to like study Jesus's ministry and like what like his life looked like and what did he do? And like you look at the people that he served, man, like it was not his people most of the time, right? Like the people he had dinner with were not the people that I would like go pick to have dinner with, right? And so, uh, and it's the beautiful picture, man, that Jesus painted for us of just like, his heart desired all people to love all people and to be all things, all people. And so, um, you know, Matthew talks about, uh, just like obviously the greatest commandment, Matthew 22 and, uh, loving him and loving others. So, uh, so yeah, I, man, I guess I would say truly just Jesus is like transforming my heart just to see other people's heart yeah. and know that like, man, like, and yeah, I think it's definitely, it's easier for us to serve like our friends and stuff because yeah, like I don't wake up beside you every morning, right? Yeah, but I do at least. And there's yeah. things that uh, like at least, you know, there may be hair in the bathroom like all over the place, and this drives me crazy, yeah. you know. And so like like I really don't get yeah. in the mood to serve her this morning. Like go get her, 
you know, get our lunch ready, yeah, or whatever it may be, or whatever, coffee, yeah. whatever it may be. And yeah. so, uh, but for you, if we're at the camp or whatever, and my yeah. buddies and stuff, like, man, I'm getting after it, doing all the things. And so, but I, I think it's for me, it's like just truly uh, like having the eyes of Jesus. And that's where I've just been praying, like, you know, like for just going down the road, you know, I know we've talked about this, like get, get behind somebody that doesn't know how to drive, right? Yeah. Like just like, well, I wonder if that person's having like, somebody just died in their family or like seeing a homeless person on the side of the road is like looking them as Jesus would look at them. Right. And so like meeting those needs of other people and having that servant's heart is I think just the reason that's helped me is just man, reading God's word and just seeing how he yeah. did it and trying to learn and just really discern um, kind of the lifestyle that he lived for us. And so, so yeah, it's definitely it's definitely harder uh, serving a lease in which it, it shouldn't be. Uh, I know it, <laughs> it it really shouldn't be, but it's like you said, it's something like with the hair on the bathroom. Like there's something super small that maybe just annoys you. It's annoys, yeah, yeah, and then it just quickly just turns you off. And when mm-hmm. yeah, like being more like you know, you're the one that's initiating the help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. and then if they're like, hey, can you help me? Can you go make me something? Then it's like. Mm, yep, sure. Yeah, and it's like, well, yeah. hey, if you'll clean that hair, yeah, up. yeah, yeah, or if you would have woken up twenty <laughs> yeah. minutes earlier, just, minutes yeah, yeah, just just super, just rude stuff. Like. Yeah, it's the little things like that, and that, and man, like, and we've talked about this, but like the little things like that that you learn, like being married, and especially yeah. living with the your wife, and you know, especially we didn't live together like before we were married, so we like it was a whole new ball game, like yeah. living with a woman, right, and yeah. like having different different things that they they're just different than we are you know yeah. and so uh but yeah that it's definitely it's like instantly you just your mindset's like oh, i really don't want to serve yeah. you right now because you've oh yeah you know All you've upset me and that's just as honest it's terrible and she was sitting here she'd know i'd say the same thing just yes. as honest as i can be but and so just but like, then, then you make some kind of like just i make a stupid comment yeah, a douchey comment of like just yeah like I'm trying, I know I'm trying I to think of an example, it, but I'll say something to her that I know will make her mad. Yeah, but because, but it, it, and it's like the tone with it. It's like, yeah, yeah okay, yeah, it's, or something something like that of like, hey, can you go make me like if for instance, Sadie loves like the liquid IV drinks. Yeah, and so hey, can you go make me a liquid IV? Be like, yep, sure. And it's yeah. like, it's not like, instead yeah. of being like, yeah, I would love to. Yeah, I'd love to. Which one you want? Yeah, strawberry. Yeah, yeah. You, what do you yeah. want? But then it's like, why'd you say it like that? I'm like, like what? And she's like, like that. I'm like. What are you just talking stop. about? Yeah. Yeah. Then it, but it's I'm like, good. She's like, no, you're not good. Why? There's like, something wrong. It's just, we're so sinful. Yeah. No. But uh, yeah. But it's like, when we were dating, I was like, I was all I about was it. I was hand over you know? foot grabbing. Like, I, was I was all about three it. Three IVs. I was all about it. Yeah. But now, like, obviously, I still like love to serve my wife. I'm not yeah. saying like I don't yeah, ever yeah. serve no, my wife. Sure. But I'm saying it. it's like something shifts to where it's like you do have to like make it a point and make it a priority to really get past things that maybe might irritate you yeah. or might bug you to really serve because, yeah. you know, because like you said, you are waking up next to the next to each other mm. every day. So it is like things do get mundane and routine about it. And, mm. and you have to, you know, you have to pick to serve because that's what we're called to do. Right. right. We're called to serve our wives yeah. um, and, and, and lay our life down for them. And it's definitely not an easy yeah. thing to do, especially, just yeah, being wicked and, and, and I, I think too. It's like, and I thankfully I think that you know it requires so much work, man. And like, yeah. 
you know, and so like once you get married, you don't, and I didn't, you know, obviously you think you realize what it takes to like wake up and choose to love that person every day. Right. And so, and I think that's where it just starts as like, there's days I just don't wake up and choose to love Elise for exactly who she is. It's like the little things that I'll see. And like, so I have to make that choice every day, just like you do or anybody else. It's like, man, I've got to love her for there being hair in the floor. Right. Yeah. I've got to love her for being who she is because uh, if I look at all the great things and the things that she has a heart to serve Jesus and she loves Jesus, yeah. all these beautiful things that I won't think about, but I'll think about the one or two things that really bother me about her, right? And so yeah. uh, so just having that mindset of like, man, just loving her for the things that the, – the love that she has for Jesus and – and so yeah, so yeah, that's yeah. A, so. No, I'll share this quick story. It was I think it was two nights ago. We were watching. We we're honey's in her sleep, so we're about to put her to bed, and she's watching like Little Bear, the TV show, which she just likes to watch it before she goes to sleep. So we're all sitting on the couch, and then all of a sudden, honey says, "It's like nine thirty, which is she honey stays up way too late. She just says like night night, and then Sadie's like, "Are you ready to go to sleep?" And she's like, "Yeah." So we pause the TV, and we're right, let's say it, let's say our prayers. And then Sadie goes into this like super long prayer. It was awesome. But it was like a five minute prayer. And by the time she finished, honey's like saying, like, play, like play. And I'm like, no, like she you're going to bed. So I pick her up and then she starts screaming. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like, well, if you didn't say a five, five minute, minute prayer, prayer, you know, she'd be asleep by now, right? Yeah. So then we take her to the hurt, we take her to the crib. She's just pitching the fit, screaming, saying she wants to go play. And like to put her in her crib, she's still screaming. We just go back to the couch and just kind of like, okay, let's just give it a minute. Let's just see if she kind of calms down. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, next time, you know, next time she says night night, let's just go put her to let's just go put her to bed. Let's go put her to bed. And she was like, what are you talking about? And I was like, well, you know, we just didn't go put her to bed like right after she said night night. And she was like, yeah, I said a prayer. And I was like, yeah, it was super long. It was super and it was like, I'm like, I'm complaining uh, no, no. to my wife about her praying yeah. too long over our daughter. But yeah. it's like stuff like that. I'm like, what an yeah. idiot. Like, yeah. why? Knowing you shouldn't say it, but it's like, I've just got to say it. You know what I'm saying? I've got to get it off my chest. Yeah. It's like, next, I would have said something. But like, like, Sadie was praying. I'm like, I'm like, one eye open. I'm yeah, like, like I'm like, like, is she, she almost done? Like, <laughs> Amen. Yeah, like praying over, like, you know, her future spouse. And I'm like, <laughs> she's just going to sleep. Like, what? Oh, like, man. you know, let's, let's, let's do this another yeah. time. That just shows how selfish I know I am. Cause I, like, I'll do the same thing. And it's like, Everly will be like screaming and, very, she doesn't get mad much, but she will. And she's like, hey, let's say her prayers. And yeah. I'm like, let's put her in. Yeah. Let's get her in sleep. Yeah. Let me put her to sleep. Yeah. yeah. Like, no, no, let's, let's read her book. Yeah. And I'm like, hey. I'm like, like, no, how about we like put her in the crib and then like, you know, we're we're intercessing for her. We're yeah. praying. We're praying <laughs> we'll for pray her over in, in the room. In the yeah. living room. Yeah. Yeah. Because we'll, we'll like, pay, we'll like, she'll, she'll be like, we'll be like holding her like praying. And then she starts like squiggling and yeah. squirming. And I'm like, okay, no, just bring her, <laughs> place her in there, shut the door, shut and the then we'll pray. Yeah. away from her that's it because her and Sadie, she's like super attached to sadie right now which is mm -hmm. awesome uh actually i guess it's i guess it's awesome uh but it's like she never wants to like be away mm -hmm. from her which kind of sucks for me because yeah. she never wants to be with me but whatever yeah um but it's like if you give her the, too much time there just mm -hmm. right before bed it just never goes it well never goes well yeah then i just get annoyed then it's like that's just yeah. man i'm just 
I'm a terrible person. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I understand. But that. How, how how old is Everly now? Six months? Yeah, she will be five months. She'll be five months? Uh, today, actually. Really? Today's the seventh. There you go. That. Yeah, she's five months You're welcome old today. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome for that. Goodness, man. Time, yeah, that that's another thing. Man, yeah. five months have just flown by with her, yeah. so yeah. What do you feel like? Like how do you feel like how do you feel like your your roles and responsibilities have changed as like a husband and then now becoming a father? Like what's something that mm. you've learned about yourself? What's been something more challenging maybe than you thought yeah. you were? And how have you kind of adapted to that new role? Yeah, um, it's one of those deals. You know, you know this from now having honey and, uh, but it's like everybody's tells you, you just don't know until you have your first child and yeah. like what it looks like. And so you know, Lisa died. We've been almost married six years, and so been together, I think, nine. And so it's always just been about us, like what we want to do, when we want to do it, how we want to do it, what time we want to do it. Like yeah. always go do stuff with friends. Like we didn't have to think about anything else, you know. And yeah. so uh, and my, well, when Everly came, you know, for me it's like, you know, obviously all the changes that your wives go through emotionally, physically, all the things, right, That that's a struggle for them that, man, they are, man, Praise God. I was telling Elise, like, like my respect for my wife changed. That was one deal, like, for me is, like, my respect for her and her abilities to do and conquer, like, mentally and physically the things that women go through when they have a child. And it's that beautiful picture of, like, you just don't know what's going to happen until after Everly got here. And so for me, I just kind of, you know, like, and I've kind of told you this, but like, you set a great example for me, like how much time you spent with Honey, and like you were always, like you did things for Honey and with Honey, so Sadie could go do things that she still enjoyed, you know. And so, um, so yeah, I was like, all right, that's like at least like I don't want our lives to stop just because, yeah, because Everly's being born. Yeah, we had to slow down a little bit at the beginning just because of you know a newborn baby, but all, uh, all the things. But so yeah. I think my mindset, like even like really transitioning to like knowing that Elise is still priority over Everly has been like, it's tough for us to talk about that. Cause it's like, yeah, like this beautiful miracle baby that God gave us, like I still have to put Elise over her. Right. And yeah. according to what God tells us and obviously him being the, the most importance, but like Elise is still priority, you know? And so, yeah. Uh, and and for her, like she's so attached to Everly because of you know all the things that come with her carrying her and birthing her and like her like sole caregiver forever to live is Elise, you know. And uh, so I just got the first two or three months, I just kind of I was struggling with like doing the things I want to do when I want to do them. But I was constantly yeah. like I was getting bottles. We were cleaning bottles because she was breastfeeding. So constantly you know she was obviously getting up every three hours but just keeping things clean and like always trying to get things ready for the next go and like i was like it was bothering me but i was like i'm not gonna say anything it's like it's not that you know but finally at least just i was like hey i just gotta tell you like i'm i'm struggling with just not us getting to do the things like and not getting attention from you because i was always used to her you know giving me attention and like all the things that you do when you're it's just you and so I finally had to just be honest about that. And it was because I didn't want to upset her because obviously like that's when her, her, Everly is, like I said, her caregiver. And so, uh, so yeah, just like voicing that to her and knowing like it's just our lives have changed forever. And obviously for the good because it's, yeah, it is one of the greatest blessings. Like, it's blessing, the greatest blessing. Greatest it's blessing, a difficult blessing. But it is. Yeah. And it's so it's that beautiful picture, man, that God 
and G, like God did for us with His Son. It's like He sent His Son for us yeah. to live this life, to to become sin for the, like take on everything and struggle and be tempted, walk this earth, so that ultimately, no, obviously He's going to have to die for us, right? But like yeah. He granted us this beautiful girl, and so it's like, man, like to to appreciate that, but also give us that love, like you always hear, like. The love that you have for your child, you'll never like never experience until you have your own. And so, just knowing like our father, mm-hmm. like the love he had that we now know, like having a child, like he gave that up so that you and I could sit here and talk about, you know, yeah. the things that we struggle with and the things how he's changed our hearts. And so, uh, yeah, so yeah, it's it's been it's been a big change. It's been tough on our marriage. I mean, that's it has not been easy adjusting to. You know, obviously, you're not sleeping as much, and you know, yeah. you you get easily you're quick to anger, yeah, uh, or quick to quick to say things that yeah. you shouldn't say, and uh, so yeah. But man, to say all that, man, it's been it's been a blessing, obviously, and she is a yeah. awesome baby, and uh, so yeah. yeah, it's it's been a big adjustment for both of us, yeah, for sure. It's definitely an adjustment, but yeah, like I said, it's definitely definitely an amazing blessing, but it's also super difficult just mm-hmm. to figure out how to still love your love your wife well serve her mm-hmm. like you said above your above your child and all yeah. that stuff well yeah, look man tough. thanks so much for joining me i um i'm i'm i'm, I'm loving this. this this is my second one of, of of having my friends on i really think that um it's just i, I mean i'm i've i've loved it granted it's only the second one i've done i've loved it um <clears throat> i think it's super relatable i love just sitting down and talking with people that you know, I do life with, we're just two dudes trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Uh, my voice just cracked there. <clears throat> Sorry. Whatever. Leaving. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. Whatever. <laughs> whatever. Um, but no, I mean, we're, we're just two dudes trying to figure it out. You know, we, uh, are trying to be good husbands. We're trying to be good, good fathers, but we also struggle with, you know, numerous things that, um, you know, most guys do. And for us, we found, um, you know, working out once a week together and just talking through, wins and losses and things that we you know, we're going through that you know, maybe we want to see come to fruition or things that we're kind of wrestling with we just talk through those things so i just encourage you if you don't have that person if you don't have an accountability person find one whether it's someone uh you know in church whether it's someone that you can go work out with or wherever mm-hmm. uh obviously another believer um but yeah find someone that you can go talk through things with it can be at a coffee shop like i said it can be at a gym it can be at a sports game, it could be uh, at a restaurant, it could be wherever. Just find someone that you uh, can go do life with and also just talk through difficult things with because we're all just trying to figure it out. No one's perfect except for Jesus, and we're just trying to follow him and love him. So, Luke, thank you for joining me. Yeah, man, thank you. It's been you, awesome. Man, I really appreciate it. It's, it's pushed me out of my comfort zone. And there you go. Tell me, it's like it's it's good to live outside your comfort zone. There so. you go. It's like, hey, here we are. There so. you go. Here we are, living outside of our comfort zone. So. Yeah, man, thank you. Hope you enjoy this episode of the Fortman Podcast. Uh, tune in next week to hear another uh, episode with another good friend of mine. So love you all and hope you all have a good day.